Tutu Connors is with us live in the studio. Yeah. You're not ashamed to, to sing the blues, are you, Tutu? No, I'm not ashamed to sing the blues. You're not ashamed at all about singing no, the blues? No, I'm not ashamed to sing the blues. No, I can I'm tell not, you're not, not ashamed, ashamed about that. singing the blues. No, where, where does your feeling for the blues come from, do you think? From where I grew up, man. Was it a tough place? I grew up on the south side. Chicago. Ellensburg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. Clean. You're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> Country music legend Charlie Pride passed away Saturday, December 12th in Dallas, Texas. Sadly, according to a press release from his publicist, it was due to complications from COVID-19 that took the Country Music Hall of Fame and Grand Ole Opry member. The singer was 86 years old. One of the main men of all time in the Country Music Hall of Fame. That's right, superlatives. How about a hand, ladies and gentlemen, for Mr. Charlie Pride. Where are you, Mr. Pride? Well, this guy was a pretty great one, Lisa. Charlie Pride. Yeah. This one was a big, big hit for him. Kiss an Angel Good Morning. You got to kiss an angel good morning. And this was another one. Rain dripping off the brim of my hat. Is anybody going to San Antonio? Is anybody going to San Antonio? Or Phoenix, Arizona? Charlie Pride, one of the all-time country greats, he has hit the exit door. And then there's this. Well, you know this theme song. It was this was a huge show, seven years, maybe eight years, in the 70s, wasn't it? Laverne and Shirley, a spinoff of Happy Days. One of the key actors in this series has passed away. His name was David Lander. He played the mm-hmm. part of uh, Andrew Squigman. No, yes, known as otherwise known as Squiggy. Squiggy, yes. And he, <laughs> yes. he was 73 years old. And there is no reason on earth why Prince Charming cannot walk through our front door. Hello. <laughs> but he suffered for 35 years from multiple sclerosis, so... Yeah, I didn't realize that's what he'd passed away yeah, from. Um, yeah. He'd been battling that for so long. And he was also the goodwill ambassador for the yeah, National yeah. Multiple Sclerosis Society. Yeah, pretty cool. So yeah. something I didn't know. Yeah. He, uh, and I, I always loved the, I loved the comic timing, that the writing they did for that show, where they would mention something like... Um, you know, why do I always get s- stuck with the ugly ducklings? And then he'd walk in, hello! Hello, girls! <laughs> hello! <laughs> hello! <laughs> like the car anything that was negative he just that would be the time he would make his entrance which was very funny yeah. I thought. it was a good good enough show for its time i think so when a yeah. weird thing happened to me and i can't even remember his name but i got this call years ago from a guy you just made me think of it i uh, uh, and this guy called up and he said hi i'll just make up a name uh, leonard jenkins 
Hi. You always use that name. Yeah, I know I do. Leonard and sometimes Jenkins. you say sometimes sometimes you say Larry Jenkins. Yeah, I do. I gotta come up with something new. Let me. And you know what? Someday Larry Jenkins is gonna call you and just thrash you. Let me use let me him. use the name of a real person that you know, and is a friend of okay. this podcast, uh, to okay. add some uh, verisimilitude to this story. Uh, wow. Name, yeah. Oh, man, I hurt my throat saying that. That was word. a good yeah. one. That was a good one. Uh, so let's say this guy that calls me up, his name is Michael Taylor. And I've never, okay. I've never met him before in my life. And he says, hey, Pat, I'm living here in Seattle. I've, I've, I've moved out of Los Angeles. I'm living here now. And I've written a play. And I would, and I, I saw you. I know a little bit about you from moving up here. And I and I would love for you to be uh, the the central character in this play that I wrote. Can I invite you out to lunch and we'll talk about it? Nice. And I said, Oh, okay. So I meet this. And you don't know him. No, you don't know. Don't him. know him. Okay. Nothing. Got it. And so, well, that's nice he, that he thought of yeah. you and so, thought of your talents. He, and yeah, uh, I guess that was nice. Flattering. And anyway, yeah, flattering. could always use a free lunch. So I show up, and <laughs> yeah. Michael Taylor introduces himself, and I said, "Well, tell me a little bit about you, Michael." He said, "Well, for some years I was uh, one of the uh, producers of Laverne and Shirley. Have you heard of that show?" I said, "Yes." Yeah, sure. I've heard of it. Wow. I, I've heard of Shirley. I didn't. I didn't know about the Laverne part, but <laughs> and he's and he's so he's talking about that, and he made a pretty good nut for himself, and so he's moved to Seattle. And I said, "Whoa, really? Well, why would you move here?" And here's why he moved to Seattle. He, the guy, is was an inveterate gambler. He loved gambling. He uh, was really good at cards, apparently, or so he told me. And he mm -hmm. moved to Seattle because he said uh, per, there were more gambling casino-type establishments oh, in this area yeah. than anywhere else in the country. And so he yeah, could move. because of the Indian reservation. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So he liked oh, yeah. that because he was a guy oh, that cut God. cards. And so he could only play. What does that mean? What does that well, mean? It, cheating? It, it, he cheated? I don't know if you call it cheating, but they don't want you there at the casino if they if they see what you're up to. They'll, they'll just politely ask you to not come here anymore. And I guess they, re oh, so you're, they reserve that yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a counting, a card counter. Yeah, exactly. Guy. And it, yeah. Yeah, you have to have a pretty facile memory to do that, and he apparently could. So he, because he would now be living in an area with all of these casinos... He when when oh, we, you no. know when he got when they asked him to leave one he'd just go to another one and he keep which was right across the street yeah he'd keep moving around all the time wow and, uh, so that was his deal and he had written this play but uh, uh, it it never went anywhere of course and I, he really all he was interested in was gambling he didn't really care about this <laughs> this play this much and I really I just thought it was a weird meeting I never knew why he really called yeah. on me but. Anyway, the Laverne and Shirley thing with David Lander yeah, and all that reminded me of this guy. You may never have to go, no, no. So very interesting. Here we are. Here we are. So who doing else died? Podcast. Hey, you know what? We got a new. Wait, 
Yeah, Wait, go ahead. who else died? There was a chick oh, yeah, that died. Was, yeah, a chick. She was 92, so not uh, technically a chick. Uh, I just came across this obit, and I'd never heard of her before. Her name was Camilla Wicks. And as a child of uh, five or six years old, she was what they call a prodigy on the violin, oh. which nobody uh, in uh, classical music circles calls a fiddle, but it's the same thing. And oh, she was very, yeah, very uh, great at it. But, uh, you know, and that was a big deal in the days when she was playing because women could rarely break into the men's right. world of classical music or any right. other kind of music for a long time. So, yeah, uh, or anything for that matter. But Sorry. anyway, she. Uh, what <laughs> caught my eye was that she, uh, later in her life, she moved to Wenatchee, uh, Washington. So there's sort of a bit of a... To gamble? <laughs> <laughs> well, she it's it's always a gamble to move to Wenatchee. <laughs> yeah, but, that's very true. Uh, but she, uh, she was a music teacher there. She taught at a place called um, Wenatchee Valley College for some time, teaching music there. And uh, anyway, she has passed at the age of 92. And she was pretty good on the fiddle. And did she have any um, albums or anything? Or was she just a live concertist? Yeah, basically a live concert yeah. uh, violinist. Person. Yeah. But, but you know, the f first violin. I, I don't know if you've gone to a lot of... Uh, no. Classical music concerts, but uh, if they, if you have, I don't know how many violins there might be in a section, there's always one person that is the most accomplished violinist of the bunch, and they are said to be in first violin. They'll do most of the solos, if there are any, and that kind of thing. Mm. And that was her that was her pedigree. She was uh, apparently extremely great great at it. And her name again I was Camilla Wicks. I thought there was Wicks. a difference... I thought there was a difference between a fiddle and a violin. Don't, don't the fiddle you play with your fingers and the... No, maybe I'm thinking wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of a bull fiddle. What's a bull fiddle? I don't know music very well. Yeah, there's all, I, I just... All I know is I love string instruments. I love the sound of them. I got to MC a music uh, event a couple years ago where a uh, cover band uh, that did all Beatles songs uh, took the stage and and surrounding them was a the I think it was the Everett maybe I have the name wrong but the Everett Washington Philharmonic Orchestra or what something like that and so they yeah. had they had uh, big string sections you know basses cellos violins all of it big kettle drums and all of that and so they would play the uh, the Beatles canon, but accompanied by strings, and it was gorgeous. It was really mm. fun. He, even the, yeah. the most basic Beatles songs, and and then they would do Eleanor Rigby, but with strings, and God, it was fantastic. just love the fun they're so evocative they can make you that's the instrument that can make you cry that and a, that yes. and a piano i don't cry so much that's for drums true. i don't know about you 
or yeah, the accordion. Unless they're playing, unless they're accompanying. Well, no, Taps is on a trumpet. That'll make you cry right oh. there. A trumpet can make you cry. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, hit, hit right. your head with a two-by-four that has a nail in it will also yeah. make you cry. Yeah, or if a piano but, fell on you, you'd yeah, cry. Yeah. Well, it's been, uh, as we're recording this now, it's been a... Uh, another another week of craziness uh, politically mm-hmm. in this country. Yeah, but the good news is, as, as we're recording this now, the vaccine. It's rolling out. It's rolling baby. out, and that's really good news. Do you have any compunction about taking that? No, not at all. Give me the shot. I'll take it. take it i'm i very much believe in vaccines i know a lot of people don't i know a lot of people are suspicious and whatever and i'll tell you something else i used to not and i think i told you this i never got not never but i stopped getting a flu shot years and years and years ago i just i think one year i just didn't get around to it and i'm like well maybe i don't really need to get and i never i don't get sick i'm i'm a pretty healthy person anyway this year I got my flu shot. I just I haven't had one in ages, yeah. but I thought you know what might might as well get one this year. So yeah, I'm in line. How about you? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll certainly do it when it when my when my number comes up. We I got a flu yeah. shot uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, yeah, and I'm also uh, gonna get a shingles shot. I think you got to get two of them. Uh, a few months have to go by, and then uh, and then my doctor recommends getting a pneumonia shot. At my oh. at my advanced age, you know, and I'm I'm going to be 93 on my next birthday. They say, uh, you know, you don't want to be getting pneumonia. They always call it the old man's friend. Uh, when old people get pneumonia, sometimes it can be curtains. So it's just yeah, nothing you that's need. True. I've had it a couple it's of like... times in recent years. A walk, what they call walking pneumonia. It's not good. Speaking of hospitals, uh, have you mm. ever? done an overnight in a hospital yeah have you you mean a, a mental hospital <laughs> no no uh well that's a whole that'll be a whole other podcast i want to talk about that no just <laughs> yeah i've been in like, where i've you been have... in a regular hospital i've been overnight in a regular hospital can i may i ask i what? had my you remember i had my tonsils out oh that's it no, yeah actually wait was i overnight there yeah, that might have been not typically you know, i don't think you would be yeah i think that was outpatient but i was overnight in the hospital when i had my appendix out but i was only 12 mm. so and i was in the hospital for like four days Ooh, yeah appendix yeah is but a bad these deal. days people they don't put you in overnight for crap anymore like i have a friend who got a hip replacement yeah. two weeks ago yeah. and he it was out but he's like yeah they wheeled me in and then threw me out yeah didn't even stay the night. Yeah, is that crazy? Yeah, it depends. But some people they get them out. Even even if you give birth now, they want to get you out the door yeah. as fast as they can. Yeah. I I remember my mom would be gone for three days or something like that. Right. Every time she had yeah. uh, a baby, one of my brothers or whatever. Uh, I, but I was just thinking about this the other day, and I'm super old, as you know. Yeah, and, I know you're 112. And I have never in my long lengthy super elongated life ever done an overnight in a hospital i've had some well, surgeries God, I've, good for you I've had leg surgery um plastic surgery oh, loads of plastic surgery of course <laughs> no but i've never and, and knock wood i've just never uh, and so i i read a doctor if you have never been in the hospital or had anything super serious happen mm-hmm. to you by the age of 60 
you're going to live mm-hmm. to be 90 plus. What is, wait, why, why, why make that assumption? I guess it's because you're not chronically ill all the time. And so the odds improve as you get older and you've never oh. really had much go wrong with you. I guess. Uh, yeah, I suppose. I suppose. I, I don't believe it. And, and not that I don't have things wrong with me. I just haven't been hospitalized overnight. Like major things. Yeah. Yeah. So. Major things. I could keel over oh, in the middle of good. this podcast, though. Don't get me wrong. You, yeah. you might do so. Yeah, yeah. But I got to tell you, speaking of plastic surgery, I was looking up just the year. We're kind of thankfully at the end of this year. Just it's a few, just a sprinkling more days here before 2020 is bye-bye. And one of the things that came up was there's seen an increase in plastic surgery this year in the year of 2020. An increase thought, in price, yeah. No, the, the amount of plastic surgery that people were getting. And I thought, well, why? Everybody's staying home. You want to know why everybody's getting plastic surgery? Uh, because? Oh, go ahead, guess. Well, it's just because they... <laughs> They uh, they got time for it to heal up because they're not going. That's one they're thing. They're not going to work yeah. and seeing right. other people. That's one. So thing. So then, the, when they finally see other people again, they'll say, "Gosh, you look good. Have you had work done?" <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Don't you think that's the ultimate insult to say, "God, you look great. Did you get work done?" I just would be like, "What?" Yeah, it's like no. it's like, are you having How a baby? Dare you? No. No, <laughs> this is you? just my gut. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Even when you're a guy. Yeah. But what do you think? What do you think um, perpetuates that want to get the plastic surgery? I think you're right that they can justify it and go, "Well, this is the perfect time to get it because I can stay home and nobody can see that I'm, you know, I can take time off." But what is the thing well, that drives my, the? That, what's the thing that drives the want for plastic? I surgery? don't know. That's my best guess. What What is it? <laughs> it is people do not like the way they look on Zoom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They're like, holy cow, look at my neck. Yeah. Oh, geez, look at my jaw. Because everybody's hanging on, on Zoom all the time. Yeah. And so you see yourself. When you're in a meeting at work, you don't, you don't see yourself. You see everybody else and notice how awful they look. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you don't notice how bad you look. And I, for one, really hate it. I hate being on Zoom and seeing my own picture stare back at me. I wish there was a some sort of a default on how I can have my camera on for others, but I don't have to see myself. But well, they're calling this the Zoom boom, which is hmm. what all this plastic surgery about. Botox is up, uh, blasphemy or whatever the eye surgery is. People are like, oh my God, my neck, my jawline, my chin, my wrinkles. So that is why cosmetics, sur- they are booked solid. Huh. You and can't I, get anything done. They're booked. I never thought about that. I'm, uh, it sort of makes I sense. I think that's interesting. Have, yeah. uh, uh, are, and that's one. That's like a cottage industry, not an industry. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's like a hobby that so many of us have. We like looking at people on TV and going, oh, my God. I know. Can you, they have fallen apart. Look at them now. Oh, my or- goodness. <laughs> who was the woman? Or- who was the woman? I can't think of her name. She was in Body Heat. Years ago with William Kathleen Hurt. Turner. Kathleen Turner. Have you seen Kathleen Turner lately? No. Oh, my Why? goodness. You wouldn't recognize her. <laughs> Kathleen Turner became a household name in the 80s with that gravelly voice. Tell me about the money, Charlie. That became her trademark. I'm one of seven women who can sing Old Man River in the original key. That's amazing. Can you sing a little for us? Old Man River, that old man river. Well, what is she at? Your age, 112? She's old. I don't think she's my age. 
But let me look that she up. Was so, I'm she a, was so. She was so. I'm gonna look it up right now. So she hot. was hot. Oh yeah, my god, she really was in, hot. She and, was in the Postman Always Rings yep, Twice. That's with right. Them, that's right. Yeah. And she was super hot with Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, uh, now, as you know, anybody gets older, they stop playing. Uh, you know, romantic leads, and pretty soon they're oh playing grandma. Oh my God, you're right. Oh dear God. Yeah. Oh God. You know what? She, yeah. It's kind of. And she's only sixty six. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, she's. Yeah. I, and that, that sounds you know, mean to say, but my it God, is very judgy and awful. I know it is, but it's just stunning because I I saw her in a, mo a movie the other day and I said, "Who is that? I recognize her, but I don't recognize her." But yeah. That distinctive deep voice. I know who that is. And yep. it turned out to be, yeah, exactly, Kathleen Turner. Yeah. I need tending. I need someone to take care of me, someone to rub my tired muscles, smooth out my sheets. Get married. I just need it for tonight. Mm. <laughs> oh. Oh, nice move, Maddie. Maddie, I like it. Right over your heart. At least it's cool. I was burning up. I actually not to talk about the heat. Would you get me a paper towel or something? Dip it in some cold water. Right away. I'll even wipe it off for you. You don't want to lick it? So, uh, Aww. but God yeah. love her. She's still getting work and she's still carrying on instead of, you know, going into hiding or getting plastic surgery done like certain Zoom oh. stars. Oh, I'm watching. I don't know what you're watching right now, but I'm watching The Undoing which is a limited series with Hugh, Hugh Grant yeah. and Nicole Kidman. This is what rich, entitled people do when threatened. They conceal the ugly truths to protect themselves. And they think they can get away with it. It is, but I can't stand the close-ups they keep doing of her plastic surgery mouth. I yeah. can't, I can't get, it's yeah, like, ugh. It's funny you say that pull because. Pull the camera back, pull the camera back. I, it's so distracting. Yeah, it's kind of puff. she kind of has this weird. It's a weird, uh, overly smooth, stretchy thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and she does, yeah, she poofs poof, poof it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Don't yeah, tell me because I'm only, I'm only three episodes. Beautiful in, woman so. who really uh, doesn't. You know, you wonder why? Why did you have plastic surgery? I, I mean, I suppose it's to ex extend the length of your career as a leading actress. But uh, I don't know. I don't it looks know. terrible. But and her husband, uh, Hugh Grant, her husband gets it. it too. And they got a lot of close-ups of him too. And he's got more he's more wrinkles that he, enough that yeah. he could hold a three-day reign. I don't care. You yeah. say whatever you want about my boyfriend, and you just be like that because I don't care. Uh, okay. I think he's super cute. Mm. That's the deal. See, guys can have these craggy, you know, think of the Marlboro man. He had this craggy, wrinkly, leathery face, and he was yeah. hot. Rolling clouds, wide open spaces, and tall riding men. That's when you know you're in Marlboro country. He was hot. But when you do that on a woman, they're like, ugh. Well, that's ugh. been true for a long time. I uh, know. In, in movies and TV, men's careers can go on and on. Uh, women got a very narrow window. Unless they yes. want to be like the occasional, you know, um, Dame Judith or who, whatever that want, that embraces and wants to play, 
right older, older roles but uh yeah judy Dench people start thinking of it eh, she's not very hot can you imagine how mean the uh, the discussions are uh, is it, among movie producers and people when they're talking about actresses. Oh, God, I know. I and know. Say, oh, man. No, oh, no. Have you seen her lately? Just like I was talking about Kathleen Turner. Yeah, Oh, see? no, we can't. She, she doesn't work. We can't use yeah. her. Yeah. She looks awful. She well, here's the deal, movie, too. Uh, last month. Yeah, but since that month went by, <laughs> she's really falling apart. She's gone to pot. If that's the problem when you're born beautiful and... You know, you can't sustain that. Oh, tell me about it. (laughs) You are so beautiful. To me. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, I know quite well what you're talking about. You're born beautiful, and now Uh look at you. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, In fact, I can't tell you and Kathleen Turner apart anymore. Yeah, it's not so much age. It just looks like I've been in a terrible accident. <laughs> can't you see? I mean, a terrible accident. <laughs> I don't know. I don't um, know. I do every uh, I once don't... in a while come across pictures, and you'll you'll text me a picture once in a while of, of us like 25 years ago. And I'm like, God, we were yeah. so young and cute. We yeah, why didn't really... I appreciate it? I then, know, you know, I know. Yeah, that's right. It's <clears throat> that's that's life for you. Yep. Hey, speaking of uh, uh, series, this is not a brand new one, I don't think, but uh, I think it's on Netflix uh, called Unorthodox. Have you seen this movie? I it's, it's, have. It's heard not a movie. About it's it. a multi multi part. Isn't this a western? No, maybe I'm thinking of something no. different. Okay. No, then I don't oh, it's know. Not a, it ain't a Western, young lady. <laughs> well, then I don't no, know what a, it, it is. Has, what is it? It revolves around a young woman and a community of Hasidic Jews in Williamsburg, oh. Brooklyn, New York. Oh. Uh, and uh, not to give away too much, but it, it's really good. She uh, becomes disillusioned with the life of a really orthodox Jew and uh, marries a, a guy who's really into it and all of that. And she decides that she wants more out of life, and and she splits. You escaped, didn't you? You make it sound like I was in prison. Weren't you? No, but I left without telling anyone. Why did you leave? God expected too much of me. Anyway, I I'll, I'll won't tell you any more than that. But, okay. But what I loved about this show was the glimpse it gives you into the world of this particular religion if at, at its most uh, orthodox mm-hmm. uh, in the Hasidic Jewish community. It's fascinating. Their customs, their culture, yeah. it does a deep dive into it, and it's really fascinating, besides just being a good story and with great acting in it. I'd recommend it. Unorthodox. I will definitely called. watch it. And I'm in the good middle stuff. of... Um... The Crown. I just got to the. Excuse me. I just. <laughs> I just. It's an homage to Winston Churchill. I know. I know. I just got to the where Olivia Coleman has now stepped into the role of the Queen. So I'm just on that season now. Oh yeah. So it's yeah, very good. The, uh, it's very good. We're in. We're well into the current season. Fourth. Which season uh, will uh, which uh, introduces us to Princess Diana. Yeah. So that's pretty good. And the actress that plays her. Pretty much a doppelganger. Yeah, I saw an interview with her, and they said that, or she said that her mother 
actually looked exactly like Diana. So after Diana had passed away, had died. Hang on, I'm writing this down. She passed away and died. Her mother had been out in public and people were like stopping in the street saying, wait a minute. And that's how much her mother looked like Diana back in the day. So and then her mother just told people, yeah, I got better. Yeah, I I'm good. Yeah, I'm okay. I did die, but I'm, I'm, I'm better. Okay. I'm sorry, we haven't missed. We have. I was in costume at the time. Sarah Spencer's younger sister. Really good to see you. Uh, the tree. Diana. <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, uh, we, um, we, this is, I'm just all over the place. We got a new member of our family about 10 days ago. It's uh, we got a new kitty. Uh, we hadn't haven't had a cat in a few years. Oh, so I didn't uh, know that you. Uh, I guess I did know that your other cat had passed away. Maybe I wasn't. Paying yeah, attention. it was a suicide. I'm sorry. Yeah. I totally didn't. Cat seemed that. so depressed, and then yeah. it finally jumped. What was off the of... name? <laughs> Stop. No. What I'm was just the kidding. name of that last cat? A uh, tiger, tiger, which a cat that was named by. My uh, in-laws looked nothing like a tiger, of course, <laughs> uh, but that was the name they gave it. And so, this is what they call a brindle, if you know what that is. It's kind of a multicolored, like a patch cat. Almost, it almost has pink in it, mm. and uh, and sometimes uh, these uh, brindles, I think, have multiple toes, like six toes instead of five or whatever it is. I don't know. That's all the better great... for landing on your feet with, which is That's right. very important. In fact, it, we have a high <laughs> beam or two in our house, as you've been yeah. here before. That cat fell off of it yesterday. And, he... uh, and I thought about it. That would be the equivalent of a human being falling off of a 10-story building. That's how high it was. And the cat just landed on its feet. No problem. <laughs> I'm okay. And it's only eight weeks, nine weeks old. Oh well, they're pretty bouncy at that age too. They don't. Yeah, they are. Not, they they're are. not that heavy. <laughs> he probably floated most of the way down. <laughs> He's so teeny. There's a guy. There's a guy that used that used to contribute to the Daily Show, and now he's just kind of a freelance commentator and and stand up comic, and he's been on a, a news show that we like to watch every night, and his name is. Baratunde Thurston. In college, I started writing a satirical email newsletter. And I got very frustrated that my peers at Harvard University didn't know anything about what was going on in the world. Where I'm like, yo, we're paying 38 bajillion dollars a second to be here. You should know what's going on in Sri Lanka. And I took it upon myself to educate my peers with uh, less stridency and more hilarity. I served at The Onion for about five years as political editor and director of digital strategy. And uh, for the most part, I was the black people at The Onion. The Onion does a lot of great photo art, so I played the part of a lot of other black people in the Photoshop jobs. I was the mayor of Detroit. I was all three Supremes. I was President Obama's hand. And I wrote like executive orders with that hand. It was powerful. And so we decided if we ever name. get another. What a great If name. we ever get another pet, we're going to name him Baratunde Thurston. And so this cat, albeit a female, Aww. is named Baratunde, and we've kind of taken the color and her toonie. Oh, that's part. so cute. Now, now I have to ask, because anytime you introduce a new pet into the family that already has oh, pets, yeah. what's going on there? Are the do- the, have the dogs tried to eat toonie yet? Well, our one our one dog, our female dog, is, is uh, diabetic, as I've told you, and, yeah. and she's... 
she's quite blind, so I don't think she sees oh. <laughs> But she probably smells her and says, what is this fresh meat in the house? <laughs> yeah, but she's been pretty good, and she grew up with yeah, cats, that's you know. Right. But that's our right. newer dog, who's just a couple years old, Oliver, uh, also known as Meatball, uh, he's not digging this cat at all. <laughs> and this cat, this dog will run out onto our porch, and he'll chase squirrels. We have a lot of squirrels out here because we live in a wooded area. And so I realized, my God, he this just looks like another squirrel to him. Uh-huh. He, and so we have to, we're working our way through it, but it's it's terrifying to me. If he could grab this cat really quickly, oh. uh, you know, it'd be curtains. So, but we're introducing them slowly. They go nose to nose. And this little cat's getting to the point where now he's gonna he could take down this dog if he, he had to. <laughs> yeah, She'll, often, she hisses at him. Yeah, and often the big she's dogs. She's got the claws. They're a little scared of the little cats. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But this dog's he's not there yet. His eyes actually get big and bulgy, <laughs> and you can you can see him quivering. I mean, I I just can't trust him. Yeah, no. I, I but I know people have been doing this for of thousands course. of years. Of I know that it it will eventually work out. Yeah. But Man, I, I just, not, we're not there yet, and it, and it worries me a lot. So. Oh, it'll be but, fine. They'll be fast friends, and I hope so. Yeah, they'll be fast I hope friends. So. So. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. Now, what prompted you to get this new? Was it just did it land in your lap? Did it was it planned? No, Patty, my wife, uh, she's grew up with cats, uh, and uh, not the stage musical, but the actual thing, and and so she's always had a cat in her life. We have is ever since I've been married to her, we've I had know. a cat around yeah, or two. We we had up to seven at one point. Wow! Because of because of an unexpected litter. So uh, we've been without a cat for a couple years now, and she just had been talking about it for a long time. So we ankled our way down to the Humane Society. Oh, good. And uh, and found Baratunde. She'd seen him online, and uh, and then so we're we're leaving, and they said, well, "And what is the name of the cat <laughs> that you've chosen?" The Baratunde Thurston. <laughs> mm. Boy, you know what? We've got five other Baratunde Thurstons, so it's going to be a little hard for us to. Yeah. To keep track here. There was another cat we almost got additionally, a black cat, a stray. And for some reason, black cats, you may know this, are the hardest to place. Yeah. And, and so, maybe are, it has and to so do, are dogs, all black pets. They're hard to maybe photograph. Maybe it has to do with superstition or whatever. I don't know what it is. Well, they but. say it's hard to photograph them and put them online for people to see. But it's, mm, that seems like a pretty lame reason not to adopt one i felt bad for him yeah but he but somebody was going to take this cat but when we saw him in his little cage thing there at the humane society he was prancing on his front legs kind of he appeared to be dancing and on uh, they his didn't have front a, legs so his back yeah. ass was in the air yeah he just kind of like doing handstands huh paw stands and and he'd shift from side to side and they and uh, he's just come in. He's a stray, 
and they didn't have a name for him, and so I suggested Mr. Bojangles to Aww. them, and they liked that a lot. And so That's cute. Mr. But we checked in, and Mr. Bojangles has been adopted. Oh, good. And now he's probably making money for the family doing shows. You should have totally... <laughs> You're right. Totally You're right. adopted him. Oh, I knew a man, Bojangles, and he'd dance for you. In worn-out shoes With silver hair and ragged shirt and bagged pants The old soft shoe He jumped so high He jumped so high Then he lightly touched down yeah, I suppose so. Hey, I, here's something. This is, has nothing to do with anything like most of this podcast. Most of my contributions to it anyway. But I was we, I got a loaf of bread at the store the other day, and it's called Naked Bread. It's a brand name. Oh. Yeah. And on the wrapper of the bread, it says, Naked Bread. Simple, transparent, delicious. And? And I thought, transparent what the hell does that mean what does that have to do with a loaf of bread does that mean that the, the slices are so thin you can see through them or the negligee that it's wearing is so thin it's, you can see through it's it? what transparent you know you and i talk occasionally about words yeah, that we're yeah. getting weary of yeah. that's one of them yeah. transparent yeah uh yeah, as, a, as a politician he's really transparent yeah. and we love that we about, need to be transparent yeah. about but it. what does that have to do with a loaf of bread i have no i have no further comment on that i just thought it was weird well don't do they mean, mean Transparent. Don't they mean that it's there? We aren't hiding crap in our bread. <laughs> That's a, probably like, what it like means. Chemicals it, that means and poison <laughs> and bug yeah, parts. Yeah, maybe. We'll tell you every ingredient that's in this yeah, bread. Yeah, if baby, we do but. have bug parts in it, we'll be very transparent about that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought it was weird and a little too trendy and hip. Yeah, I know. Yeah, bread. it's artis yeah. like artisan bread. It's very yeah. I hate that. Hey, I told you before the time that my grandma sent me a Christmas card. She sent it to all my brothers. I had four brothers. And it had $5 in it, and you were a and snot it, about mine it. Mine had had $3 in and it. You were a she snot put a little it. money, and she's on a fixed income, you know. She's really sweet. <laughs> I and she'd know, send right. us this. And so my mom insisted, and I've told this story recently, but she said, You guys all got to write thank you cards to grandma. And don't forget, she lived in Chicago. So I wrote mine out, and I was sealing it up to mail it, and my mom said, can I look at it first? <laughs> and she looks at my card, and I, I had written, Dear Grandma, thank you for the Christmas card with only $3 in it. I think that's so funny. And yeah. that's and there, I couldn't understand so, what was wrong with that. That's so transparent. I mean, right there, it really it's a very child, transparent childlike thing to do. I am, by the way, um, decided this year... I'm I very rarely I used to do Christmas cards, but I think they kind of stopped happening. I don't know if you yeah. used to get them, but I decided this year to send out Christmas cards. I bought a big boatload of them and I got stamps and I sat down. And part of it, too, was that I was home and not exhausted from traveling. I thought, you know what? I'm going to send Christmas cards. So yeah, and I, and I received yeah, yours. Thank I'm you. I'm glad because it made me feel good to write, you know, a little something to people. I haven't had to, I didn't I haven't had to. I didn't get to see you and Patty this year. I haven't had a chance to hug you right. guys. And it's I know. terrible and awful. And I thought, I need to just send cards to the people I care about. 
and let them know that I do plan on hugging you in 2021. I just want you to know. So this more is actually a warning too. Just I wanted okay. you to know. Fair warning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my my pet peeve with Christmas cards are those you receive that's that just somebody just puts their name on it. Yeah. You know, they don't give you any information. They don't, no salutations. Just, if I had just signed it, Lisa, Not, that would have pissed you off. Well, it does. What's the point? <laughs> that give I me think, some news. That give I'm me some information. about you. I, maybe I don't yeah. think you, you're interested in my drab little life. Maybe I just. No, no. You got to give people some, some reason for the card. It, it you know, we got, uh, we got a new cat yesterday. Uh, Larry's, um, <laughs> Leg is healing up nicely. You know, something. I don't like that stuff. I don't care. I don't want to know. Well, I don't like Christmas letters. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) you you know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. Those newsy letters (laughs) where they just write your name in at the beginning in pen, and then the rest of it is a prefab letter. And it's every little thing that ever happened to them the whole year. And it's usually dominated mostly by medical issues, like you just said. Well, when you get older, it certainly is. (laughs) That's true. Uncle Joe Uh, had young When you're younger, it's about, oh, Jimmy... Uh, got a got a all A's on his report card. Yeah. He's just really good. and it, so it's a lot of bragging. Yeah, the Facebook yeah. Facebook has basically yeah. supplanted all That's of that now. Point. You don't need to do, but um, but the but the other thing about Christmas cards is that uh, I love cards where people send pictures of their family or themselves, and maybe they're out you know standing underneath the Eiffel Tower. So I like stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I do too. But I've never I've never sent those kind of cards. Uh, and now I wish I had, you know, while our kids were relatively small and attractive <laughs> instead of big and ugly like they are now. But, they are big and ugly. Man, yeah, they, are. they were. So, I but, knew them when they were cute. <laughs> but one year I decided, you know, damn it, I am going to send uh, pictures this year with our Christmas cards. And so I thought it would be funny. There was an old man that lived down at the end of our block. His name the his name was Spaz. That was his nickname. Spaz Graves was his name. And so what I thought it'd be name. funny. That's you need to name your next cat that. Spaz. That is a pretty Yeah, good that's name a great name. Cat. Yeah, and I don't like the two cutesy names like you know like Cat Man Do or Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Tiger. Or Spot for a dog. So I thought, this will be a funny card. I'll put our kids in a picture, and Spaz will be there, too. So it'll be Spaz <laughs> and our three kids, and, and, they'll be, and I'll send it out with no explanation whatsoever. That's awesome. And, and so I did it, and we got nothing back from anybody. <laughs> they, they, they didn't understand it. They didn't think it was funny or whatever. It got zero reaction. This must have been before I knew you, because if you had sent that to me, that would have been a riot. You got yeah, well, to you know need... your audience. That's the other problem. Yeah, I guess that's right. And then I sent it to people that, for all the world, they, they might have thought the kids were imposters, too. They didn't know. Or maybe so. they thought that was you. Maybe they hadn't seen you in a long time. <laughs> well, that could be. But he was perfect. He was an old guy. He had huge ears. And was had he... a really funny face. And was he, he was in perfect. on it? Did he get it? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Oh, yeah. Good. He knew what that's we were. Good. Yeah, he was, he was a sweet man. That's he very was nice. Funny. So that didn't work at all. But uh, I have a friend that sends Christmas cards every year. It's his family. You you know, you keep them. You can watch his kids grow up. Yeah. They're all married now. They have families of their own and grandkids. Yeah. But he's, every year he sends them out. And I said, That's man, really I nice. squandered that opportunity. I know. 
Now I'm too old. Yeah, you and, gotta you and, gotta have dedication to do something like that. Yeah, so. you do. You do. You and have then to when commit you and it. then somebody like me who's single, I just think it's sort of, I think it would be a little narcissistic to send out a Christmas card with me on. <laughs> With me yeah, with I, I my get that. Picture, like, hello, here I am at yeah, the I... Eiffel Tower. <laughs> that well, it, it would look, right. it would look you're pathetic. Right. It would look lonely and and narcissistic all at the same time. <laughs> um, I don't know about that. I do. That's why I, I get. I see where you're coming from on that. Now I could but, try to. But do... isn't it also equally narcissistic to send out pictures of your kids? Uh, well, yeah. Because what you're saying is, aren't my kids beautiful? Yeah. Gosh, they're great, aren't they? Yeah. Take a look. Yeah, but it, most people don't send Christmas cards with just their kids. They do a whole family thing. Like, so it's really yeah, more like, I mean. look at our yeah. happy family. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those those pictures. That's why I liked. Bad. I wanted to send something that had a one off, yeah. like a, a total stranger in the picture. Uh, my mom, my mom used to send out Christmas cards every year when we were young. Uh, my ki- my brothers and I, and it was like uh, herding cats. It was, <laughs> it, it was just she had a miserable experience doing it because we were always fighting. Somebody would be crying. We'd be strangling each other, and then she'd always get these re- these you know responses. Oh, your kids are so cute. They're so lovely. What a handsome bunch of boys you have. And, and like, I always Rock. told. Anyway. So when I got a little older, I thought, Mom, you got to send the outtake pictures. That should be the Christmas card. Yeah. Take take the one where we're wrestling around punching each other in the face. That would be a funny card, and it would be so different from the other crap that yeah. people send out. Yeah. But she, but she would never hear of it. No, you know? no that's, that would that's be not, untoward. That would yeah, be very that, we don't want We don't want to send that message out. We don't want people to know how... My kids really are, right. for God's sake. Jeez. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit But they fought with The last time we talked, I told you that I had joined an online dating site yes and my, that's right how is that going oh it's going great and i said <laughs> i said to you that my frustration with it is not getting a chance to talk to somebody and see how they sound and move and laugh and that's right. why the video right. things were on right. and i and you said well what difference does it make and i said well because i don't want to get you know attached and attracted to somebody who when i finally talk to them sounds sounds like this hi what's your name and you well now what now what if you saw a picture of a guy and he just he had a washboard stomach yeah. he was really handsome yeah, muscular exactly just great looking yeah. and then he shows up at your door and Hi, Lisa. How's it going? Exactly. That's called the Mike Tyson syndrome right there. But why would that be a deal breaker? It just, I mean, it you... just, it just, I don't know. I just am more attracted to a man, to, to, to men with lower, I don't know. It just is a, I don't oh, know. Oh, really? <laughs> so, but I have to I... tell you that I did a little research on the subject and yeah. apparently uh, evolutionary psychologists have said that Men who have deep voices, more masculine-sounding men, most women generally prefer them, but, however, because they they feel like they could lead to 
you know, genetically healthier kids. That's the whole point. So deeper voices have been linked to having more kids, surviving children and grandchildren, higher testosterone, all that. You know what I mean? However, on the other hand, listen to this. So deeper voice men are also rated as more likely to cheat on a partner and to be less trustworthy in general. Too much of anything is not good for you, baby. It's just not enough. So, therein lies the dilemma. (laughs) Do I go with what I'm attracted to or the guy that sounds like this who isn't going to cheat on me? Well, that's, of course, a a generalization. Well, it's a study. No more true than anything else. It's a study. It's a study. They studied. Hmm. They studied the study. Well, I guess the only thing about it is that a guy, if you say women are more attracted to guys with a certain timbre of voice, mm-hmm. uh, then maybe those guys are also a little full of themselves <clears throat> and they would be more likely to cheat because they think, man, I'm, well, uh, I'm so hot that all women want me, so I think I'll just do a little shopping around. And it's interesting you say that because women, we're also no angels. We're more likely to prefer those kind of guys for short-term <laughs> flings. Like, yeah, bring it, baby, yeah. but not for long-term partners. Isn't that interesting? So hmm, there you that go. That's interesting. And then, so that's a big, big kind of guy you'd bring to a Christmas party if you right. still had Christmas parties. Right. Say, oh, yeah, this is my new boyfriend, Tom. <laughs> oh, how you doing, ladies? Hey, everybody. And then as soon as the party's over, goodbye. See you later. Yeah. And then you call up Larry. <laughs> and you yeah. say, Larry, yeah. come on over. Yeah, you would yeah. never bring yeah, Larry yeah. to the Christmas party. So anyway, I just thought that was that was interesting that there apparently that's how that goes. And that's why it's so difficult to study and yeah, find that is interesting to, to, but no but back to the matter more closely at hand yeah. here how is it going it's for going you? great you... good it's going awesome good have you, have you found yeah. people yeah. oh yeah it's great we're i'm good no. are you kidding right now i can't tell <sighs> it is you're not it is i would rather stick a fork in my eye than to continue <laughs> doing this and send a picture of the fork in your eye out as your profile picture I'm just, you know me, I'm, I'm very, um, I'm very interested in people who are creative and cerebral and, mm-hmm. and clever and those types of people I'm always, I'm very drawn to and not even romantically, just platonically, just those types of people I enjoy being around and having conversations with. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just am not finding anything that is even I'm bored. Let me put it this way. And I, this sounds really snotty and, and highfalutin, but I'm bored. Then have I'm at bored it. bored by the whole, I'm just bored. I'm so yeah. bored. No, I'd, I would hate oh it Oh my too. God, it's boring. But I'm going to hang with it because I mean, I just, I've only been doing it for five minutes. <laughs> but part but, of me said, well, I should find something within five minutes, right? <laughs> well, what I have discovered on pe- guys that I know is particularly. Yeah. Do you know any guys? N- Hello? No, I don't know any guys. That for me. But, but what I found is that guys, like, they got married maybe early. Yeah. And they, they married they married primarily because of the of, of gr- the really good looks of, of uh, a woman. Yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, and, uh, and maybe even their second marriage. Again, it was the yep. trophy wife. Yeah. But when they get, when you get older and you're down the line, 
you stop looking at that stuff and start really looking for a friend that shares, like you said, create creativity, sense of humor. Those things become more important, I think, than than the, the cover of the book. Okay. Do you, do, you, do you agree with that? Do you mean for me and my appeal? Yeah. Or you, yeah, I'm hoping so, because I'm getting towards the Kathleen Turner thing. That's starting to have happened to me. Old man river, that old man river. So if a guy came walking in, oh, he's boy, funny, you talk real. to him on the phone. Yeah. Okay, I'm just, not just bear me out All here. Right. You're talking to him on the phone, he's funny as hell. He's smart. But not in a wild look at me way. I don't like those kind of people. No, no, no. I don't like... He's witty. Let's say yeah, witty. Yeah, that I like. Instead of... And clever. Clev- he's yes. deferential to you. He's he's he, He's got every kind yeah, of yeah, quality yeah. that you can that you can glean just from talking to him on the phone. Right. And then he shows up at the door, <laughs> and he's got an eye patch. He's got a hook for a hand. And, a peg uh, leg. Maybe a, maybe a peg <laughs> leg, too. And, and a hair lift. And... <laughs> Well, you would have heard that when you talked to him on the phone, maybe. But but my point is, would you immediately be repulsed by that person? This is the same person you thought, man, I this guy, I'm really hitting it off with this guy. He's perfect. I think and then, everything but the hook would be okay. I just, the thought of being groped <laughs> by a hook would freak me out a little bit. So the hook. Can I scratch your back yeah, for you? The, the hook, you know, don't. Yeah, I wouldn't want the hook touching my boobies. No offense to people out there who are listening that have hooks. Yeah. <laughs> I like them myself. Some people are literally turned on by them. There's that. There's a thing. You know that. There's people yeah. who want to have, like, they can't think of anything more erotic than an amputee. There's people who, I mean, it is like there are all shapes and sizes out there. And that's yeah. the only thing that's giving me hope is that there is somebody for everyone or, or someone for everyone. So yeah, that's so true. I well, don't I know. wish you wish you continued luck. I just like that you're giving it a you're <laughs> yeah, taking a swing at not? this pitch. Why not? Yeah. You know, Good. why not? All right. All right. Well, I think we got to wrap it up here. Yeah, do you have a unless joke? Unless you got something else. No, I don't. That's I, all I, I wanted do, to talk about. But, you know, sometimes I go to these joke books and I have I was just astonished the other day. I was trading uh, emails with a, a friend of mine and he's showing me this joke book that he has, picture of it. And so I said, hmm, I wonder how many I have. And Lisa, I have about 40 different kinds of joke you books. You do? Holy yeah, cow. Some are, some, are, some are really old. If I'm in an That's antiquarian really cool, books, bookstore, yeah. uh, you know, jokes from ni- like 1920, you know, I, I, I'll, I get that book. That's the really jokes cool. don't generally work anymore in this modern time. But do, I just Are there overlaps, do you find, in the books? Like, oh, I saw that joke in that other book. Oh sure, yeah. yeah, and and I of course through since I was a kid I've always collected comedy albums, and yeah. although I've I've pretty much jettisoned every other album that I've ever had, uh, I keep the comedy albums even though I'll probably never listen to them again. Mm-hmm. They're I just I remember I those just, as a kid too. Those were I was my just mom a devotee of those. Mm-hmm. I listened to death to them. Yeah. Jonathan Winters and Bill Cosby and. George Carlin. I can't listen and, to Bill Cosby anymore, but yeah, George Carlin and I and Bob Newhart was just his comedy yeah, records. I've got were, all the Newhart. Yeah, albums. he's yeah. really hilarious. Hello, Olympic Games. What, what can I do for you, Mister Double A? You, you, you've got a game. How many couples? Eight, eighteen people. That's a lot of people. Well, the ideal game is, I mean, uh, two, three couples. You know. Uh, 
come over to the house, they get a little smashed, and uh, you know. <laughs> you can't play it in the house either. I see you got two things uh, right there against you. All right, all right, tell, tell, tell me about it. All right, you, you, got, you got nine guys on each side, yeah. And you got a pitcher and a catcher. And they, and they throw this ball back and forth. And, and that's all there is to it? All right. A guy, a guy from the other side stands between them with a bat. <laughs> I see. And he just watches them. Oh, I see. He swings at it. He may or he may not swing at it. De depending on what. If it looked like it were a ball. Uh, what's a ball, Mr. Doubleday? You, you've got this plate. Uh-huh. And as long as it's above the knees, <laughs> but below the shoulders, <laughs> yeah. No, no, go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Double A, uh, that's that's the most complicated game I've ever heard in my life. For, forget it. <laughs> right, uh, Mr. Double A, listen though. You come up with anything, two, three couples, you'd be sure and let us know. Huh? All right, Mr. Double A, I'll be talking. Bye. I still have all that. Yeah. So. But today, I'm going to go with a joke that I, it's, you know, I have a terrible memory for jokes, but this one I can always remember. And so it's not out of a book, although it probably originally came from a book. It's a, a joke that I use. <coughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I just don't like these cigars. I got to stop I think because you have a new cat, it sounds like you cocked up a hairball there. That could be. That could. I could be allergic to cats, by the way. Yeah. I've been coughing a lot lately. Yeah. I'm, gee, I hope I'm not allergic to the. You'll get part. used to it, though. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Or maybe he's allergic to me. I don't know. <laughs> or she is. Uh, so this is a joke that I, I've kind of rewrote, and I'll stick it into uh, presentations that I do and that kind of thing. Mm, good. Oh, by the way, uh, one other thing before we go. I came up with this idea, and I hope I haven't talked about this on a podcast. And I shouldn't just throw this idea out on the podcast because people will steal exactly. it. Exactly. The, the care. 14 people who listen to our podcast are going to run yeah. with this now. Okay, so here's the deal you're doing a presentation in front of a group of people, and you have a big easel that you're using to, to write things on. I, you know, like I, they say, like, what are some good things about uh, a hook for a hand? Uh, you got a place to. Put your coat. Good. And you write it on the easel. You know. Okay. So you have a big easel and you're giving a presentation and you want to, and, and so it, it would go something like can this. Can I ask you a question before you move forward? Yes. Does it yeah. have to be an easel or can it be a whiteboard? It could be a whiteboard. Okay. It could be, I just didn't know it, it could be... even be a okay. PowerPoint presentation. Okay. All right. But, but for the purposes of my bit here, All right. 
uh, I, I see it as an easel or a whiteboard okay. sort of thing. So you got a magic marker pen yeah, yeah, yeah. in your hand. You're saying, I want to talk to you a moment, and I don't know if everybody will agree with this, but I want to talk about uh, the reality that many people who become president of the United States are not recognized as a great president sometimes at the time that they are president. It Sometimes it takes... Uh, it takes uh, uh, historians uh, over a period of months, years, decades to determine that somebody maybe was a great president and we just didn't recognize it at the time they were president. And of course, I am talking about this person. And I turn to the easel okay. and I write the big letters T-R-U-M and then my pen breaks. I go, ah, oh, nuts. Can I, excuse me, can I get another pen here, please? And then I, you know, tap dance for a while. And then another pen finally arrives. And I'll say, okay, well, let me complete this word here. So, T-R, and then I kind of turn my back to the audience so they can't see what I'm writing. Yeah. And then I step aside and I've written the name Truman. <laughs> yes, you have told us that. You, yeah, that's good. I did, like it, though. Yeah, I think yeah. that would be a nice little visual But surprise. I love that you're letting them just uh, maybe sweat. Some of them. Half yeah. of them, yeah. as we now know. Love. Half of them will love. sweat. What the hell is that? That's my, it, it sounds like a phone. Well, Here, let, let me grab this. Who is it? Hello? No, no I'm not doing anything. Hey, you're totally... No. Pat. No big deal. No. No. Nothing they can't wait. You're... Yeah. You're okay. in the middle of a... Yeah, that sounds great. What kind of cheese? You're in <laughs> oh, that's my favorite. Yeah. Okay, I'll be right over. All okay. right, thanks. Are you Bye. done? Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't really take no, that. No, I know call. you didn't. Uh, okay, so here's my here's my joke okay. that is going from memory, and it's sometimes I use it. So, if I'm giving a presentation at like a big hotel or a resort or something like that, I'll say something like. Boy, you know, uh, I was at a resort very much like this one just last summer. And uh, it was a beautiful summer day. I'll never forget it. It's just glorious. You know how those days sometimes it, it's warm, but it's not hot. It's just perfect. And I check into this hotel. And right when I'm checking in, I can see that the entire staff is still buzzing about an incident that had happened earlier that day. And it turns out that there was a woman uh, staying at the hotel who, who decided that because it was such a beautiful day, she thought to herself, you know what, I'm going to go up on the deck and, and get a little sunshine because it's so nice outside. So she, she packs up a towel and, and puts her swimsuit on and then she goes up onto the deck of this hotel and she gets up there and she looks around and there's nobody else there. It's just her all by herself. And she thinks, gee, uh -oh. this is an opportunity. So she slips out of her swimsuit. So she's completely in the buff. Oh. And then she, she lies face down on the deck, but she puts a towel over her backside oh. demurely, just in case anybody does show up. Well, so, she's, so she's lying there, Lisa, about two minutes. And all of a sudden, uh, a guy comes running up there. He's very officious looking, wearing a suit, works for the hotel. And he says, ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you uh, to, uh, to exit here. We can't have you uh, sunbathing up here. And she said, well, she said, well, why not? I mean, there, there's nobody else up here. It's just me. 
And he said, yeah, but see, the problem is that you're lying on the skylight above the dining room. <laughs> That's a good one. You like that I one? I know, I didn't see that coming. That's good. Oh. to Peculiar Podcast. I hate goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Oh.